Hi, my name is Esther, and today I am with my friend Alice. How are you, Alice? Good. How are you doing? Good. Today we're going to be talking about a gentleman named Joseph Overhansley. Have you ever heard of him? No. No. And the murders of Sabrina Elder and Tammy Jo Blanchett. I am going to give you a little bit of background on Joseph Overhansley. According to his family, and here's a picture of him. This is Joseph. Wow, cute. (laughs) That's rough. Sure. In 1997, he was 18. In that picture, he was 18? Uh, I would say he's close to 18 in that picture. According to family, Joseph Overhansley had been a sweet kid with kind eyes. Quote, we never heard him so much as swear, his cousin said. By all accounts, he was a loving young man and a kind kid who would always put his arms around you and say that he loved you. So if you look up Joseph Overhansley's um, younger pictures, he's got some hair and he's got some product going on in this hair. Like there is some, I don't, it looks like gel. It's probably gel. Yeah. Yeah. In the early, in the 90s. Yeah. We all did it, unfortunately. <laughs> Some of us did it better than others. It's true. Right. I would say he is not one of them. So in 1997, when Joseph was 18, his half-brother committed suicide, and his father died of a suspicious overdose. This led Overhansley to spiral into a life of drug addiction. I would say this was probably taken shortly Clearly. after his brother and his dad passed away. So that's a lot. That's pretty... That's pretty terrible. He would lose his temper quickly, and he became a person his family didn't know anymore. He was 17 when his teenage girlfriend, Sabrina Elder, gave birth to their son. So he was a very young young father. Yes. Whom they named Joseph Oberhansley Jr. Oh. So we got a junior. Sabrina and Joseph weren't together at this point. And he actually had another girlfriend named Amanda Thomas. So it kind of seems like him and Sabrina weren't together for very long, or maybe not quite at all. So Not starting out well. No, no. Not starting well. It's not great. At this point, Joseph had a pretty bad drug addiction. And this picture actually looks like it was taken because he got arrested or something. Yeah, for sure. It looks like... We've got some meth face happening a little bit there. Yeah, a little bit. Amanda would witness Joseph's anger with Sabrina while he was on drugs. He would say things like, he's going to kill Sabrina. However, Amanda never actually believed that he was serious about it. I mean, I think at one point in time or another, all of us have been like, I'm going to kill you. You know? And not really. All of the time. (laughs) I got three kids. I know how that feels. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. So I think it was just kind of an off-the-cuff kind of a thing. Right. You know, it wasn't like, she just didn't think that he was actually serious. Sabrina and the baby were actually living at Joseph's grandmother's house at this point in Salt Lake City while he was off with Amanda. Joseph believed that the child wasn't his. Of course not. Especially that young. That's that's rough. And he's had it rough already, losing his brother and his dad, and, and now he's just on drugs and he's angry. So he thinks the child isn't his, and he was jealous that his mother and his grandmother seemed to like Sabrina more than they liked him. Well. 
taking care of the grandbaby and you know not doing drugs right and i think that's i think that's part of it like they weren't just gonna let her with the grandchild be out on the street you know of course they were gonna take care of her and the baby um what grandmother wouldn't so five days after the baby was born on december 9th 1998 joseph was high on meth and started arguing with Sabrina. He was at the house. They got into a fight. And according to Joseph's grandmother, he was, quote, glassy-eyed and looking like he was in another dimension. I see that. Yeah. Mm. He looks like that in this picture, actually. His eyes do look pretty glazed over. He looks very unaware of his surroundings, I would say. He suddenly pulled out a gun and shot Sabrina multiple times. His mother, Brenda, threw herself on top of the girl to shield her on top of um, Sabrina. And he shot his mother in the back, hitting her in the kidney and liver and shattered her arm. Whoa. Sweet boy. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet, kind boy. So Joseph's teenage sister happened to be there, and she grabbed the baby and tried to run, and he fired around at them, but he missed. He missed the sister and the baby as she was fleeing the house. So thank God for the sister. At least she had the wherewithal to grab the baby and get out of the house. Exactly. Joseph's grandmother rushes in from the kitchen into the living room in time to see him turn the gun on himself. He puts the gun to his chin, and he shoots himself. Whoa. But the bullet went into his brain, lodging in the frontal lobe, essentially giving himself a lobotomy. Okay. So he survives this whole ordeal. That's crazy. He spent three weeks in the hospital in a coma. And after the three weeks in the hospital, he was charged with murder for Sabrina. Well, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little, it, it, it kind of makes you wonder what they were arguing about. Literally nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Nothing. I'm on meth. You're not. I'm yep. angry. Yep. That's what it seems like. So, I mean, he he obviously had some drug problems, and they were not, you know, helping contribute to his mental state. Maybe he needed the lobotomy. <laughs> Just keep listening. It doesn't get better after this. Huh. No. Um, when he woke up in the hospital, he claimed not to remember anything and did not know why he was in the hospital. He had a total lobotomy, apparently. He was missing a piece of his memory, um, whether that was due to his head injuries or he just was so drugged up he didn't remember. Who knows why why that is. So Sabrina, poor Sabrina, died of her injuries. Joseph and his mother both survived. Okay. The baby and Joseph's sister were also, um, they were completely unharmed. I mean, how lucky can you be, you know? You you grab a baby in front of an armed gunman, run with the baby like a football out of the house, and the guy shoots at you and it doesn't hit you and you're both okay? Like, I I would live every day to the fullest after that. Exactly. The baby it was the most important thing, though. You get that kid and you get the hell out. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, this girl was a teenager and her, like, mama bear instincts kicked in. And she was like, oh, yeah. I hate this kid out of here right now. Overhansley was booked into the prison on March 13th, 2000. He was 19 years old at the time. So this so this it took could... quite a while yeah. for him to recover and get to jail. Uh, it was three weeks, and they charged him for murder. Well, it was three weeks until he woke up out of his coma. Right. And then, and then who knows how long it was. It was three months. Spent... Yeah. Because it was in December. 
And that right. was March 13th, so almost three months yeah. before he went to jail. I mean, the injury... That's actually not that long at all. Well, the injury that he gave himself definitely warrants being in the hospital yeah. for a minute. Yeah. For a minute, at couple least. couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple. In, in Sabrina's death and this whole incident, he was sentenced to 15 years in prison. That's it? Yes, that's it. And he pled guilty to two second-degree felonies manslaughter and attempted murder he could have served up to 30 years if the sentences were ordered to be served consecutively but instead the judge ordered them to run concurrently that justice is is just so great yeah (laughs) i mean seriously 15 years is not enough for this guy um i understand that like he was young and he was young and sometimes that kind of plays into a decision but trust me when i tell you that this is the first of many, many wrongdoings by the court system in this this guy's life. Awesome. And they're all in favor of him. So What? Yes. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> so Sabrina Elder's family was not happy with this and insisted that 15 years behind bars was not enough time for what Overhandsley had done. Absolutely not. Well, after his conviction, he said, I cannot stress enough how remorseful and regretful I actually am for this girl. Being in prison is a punishment, but it doesn't hold a candle to what I feel emotionally. What I carry in my heart every day that goes by, I think of Sabrina. Joseph is now in prison for the murder of Sabrina. And while he's in prison, he got two tattoos. Yes. Prison tattoos. Uh which as we know are did they give him hepatitis <laughs> quality tattoos i hope they did oh, i know it's mean to say that but in this case maybe not so much one of the tattoos is a portrait of sabrina and what? yep with the words in loving memory what an ass <laughs> Who's doing that? I cannot imagine if and when his family found out that he had this tattoo, like how just mortified and angry they were. Like I would be, I would, I would want to cut that piece of flesh off of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. You don't deserve to have that, sir. You come here, we're going to have words. This is what really happened. Right. <laughs> this is what you deserve. Right. This isn't loving memory. No. No. It's, it's, it's egregious. It's, it's terrible. And then the other tattoo is on his back with two words that says murderous deeds, which mm-hmm. is more appropriate. Right. That's way more appropriate. Right. What a douche. Yeah. <laughs> like, try to find pictures of these tattoos, and I could not locate pictures of them for you. I wish I had them, but because I, I mean, let's be honest. Portraits are hard enough to do by uh-huh. somebody who is a very talented tattoo artist. I would love to see what this portrait of this jail this tattoo poor girl. looks like. Right. It was like a trophy. It feels like he did it on purpose to remember what he a- happened. He absolutely there was did. it was not loving memory. That's disgusting. No, it's sick. The tattoo murderous deeds on his back was meant to brand him forever with the evidence of the crime that he had committed. On his back, where he can't see it. Where he won't be seeing and it he daily. Doesn't give a shit at no. all. Right. <laughs> I do wish that I knew where the portrait of Sabrina was on his body. Just out of curiosity, knowing the other ones on his back, I kind of wonder. No, I'm sure that one's where he can see it. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what he gave a shit about. He didn't give a shit about that he murdered her. Pretty rough. 
Joseph's mother, Brenda, insisted that her son was a good person whose life had been derailed by drugs after his father and brother died. And uh, she ultimately ended up forgiving him. Um, for shooting her as well. For shooting her as well. And she had, like, some serious problems. She yeah. had liver problems. And what? her arm had been shattered. And, I mean, she didn't, you know, she didn't just get grazed by a bullet. So, I mean, that, that's some love. That that's, is. That's some forgiveness. That's some real forgiveness. And the fact that he killed somebody else and, you know, could have easily killed her grandson. Although he does have a face only a mama could love. A little bit. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> about it is he does not well obviously in this he's probably only 18 19 right he he has a baby face mm-hmm. but he looks like he's not in there no um, cold yeah very cold at this point and i mean it could just be because of drugs but it doesn't get better for him from here on out it does not get better for him yay yeah like i said hang on to your butt <laughs> the couple's son was adopted by joseph's aunt and uncle Okay. He told pardons officials that his son was his motivation to clean up his act, to do better, and to make something of himself once he was released. And he was young, so I guess we could kind of give him the benefit of that doubt. Maybe that was a traumatic enough incident where he... I mean, if he's got a lobotomy, maybe, you know... He rearranged some Maybe he, right. Maybe he helped himself out. I, yeah. I Realigned mean, the, the stars a little bit. Right, right. <laughs> Moved around. He's got a little more feng shui going on in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Who knows? I mean, it, it could happen. But I know the end and you don't, so. <laughs> so in prison, Joseph graduated high school. He got his GED and he had started taking college classes. He was said to be a good worker and hadn't gotten in any fights while he was in prison. But that all changed in the next eight years. Okay. So the first few, he was he Got was his fine. GED, took some classes. Right, okay. right. You know, because it was pretty close to the incident. I mean, it had just happened and he probably had feelings of wanting to do this for his right. kid. And, you know, so he, he was on the right track for a little while. But after he got all that accomplished and whatever, it kind of just, he derailed. Mm-hmm. He was found to have drugs and weapons and started getting into fights. Weapons? Weapons. Were we shanking bitches? He was shanking. <laughs> he was shanking bitches. <laughs> Maybe just, you know, in self-defense, but <laughs> nah, <laughs> probably not. Probably, we'll see. Probably not. I mean, we could give him the benefit of that doubt, right. too, but we don't really know. We don't. <laughs> We don't know if he was the aggressor or the defendant. He was released on parole on July 10th, 2012, after only 12 years in prison. So Sweet. he got an education, he did some drugs, he shanked some people, and then got released early for... For what? For good behavior? For yeah. good shanks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he probably... Arts so- and crafts? Right. <laughs> Shake making class. <laughs> what the hell? Right. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's got a skill. Okay. And now they're going to release him so that he can hone you know, that skill. Right. <laughs> Help the world amongst the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> That's a pretty awesome art, arts and crafts yeah. class. So, Shanks 2012, and his kid was born in what, 95? Joseph's child was born in 1996 okay so this kid is still a kid at this point yeah when he gets out yeah this is a fairly recent story 
Okay. Yes. So he was released on July 10th, 2012, after only 12 years in prison. Ten days afterwards, he was granted a transfer to Indiana. So he's out on parole, and they let him leave the state and go to a different state. He is out of prison for eight whole months before he was back to no good. So he lasted eight months, which Sweet. is better than eight days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's in Indiana? I don't know. I, I couldn't find out exactly why he went to Indiana or why he was released to Indiana. Maybe there were more uh, jobs in shank making in Indiana. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Seems to be his skill. <laughs> On March 2013, he was arrested and charged with strangulation and resisting law enforcement. He was released from Clark County Jail on a $1,000 bond for this. Well, a whole thousand dollars. $1,000. Wow, that's sweet. It gets worse. So that was March of 2013. This is April of 2013. He's arrested on suspicion of battery, but no charges were filed. Okay. Do we know if this is the same person that we strangled and... No idea. Could be, but I'm going to assume these are all kind of separate. He just is not a great, great dude. No. And and he's not boyfriend material. Definitely not boyfriend. I don't know. Quite a cutie. Oh. Hold on. He actually looks like he improved, though. Yeah. His, His image improved quite a bit. Not... Oh, you know, it, it, super serial killer. He goes killer-y. through quite the transformation. Okay. So you will see. I promise. Okay. April of 2013, he was arrested on suspicion of battery and no charges were filed. May 2013, so this is like every month in 2013. So May 2013, he's convicted of speeding, which... No big. We're all guilty of that, whether we've been convicted or not. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Unless you're my husband who drives like right. a grandma. <laughs> he's a granny uber driver he is he's like five under the speed limit yeah. and that's what causes murders i think <laughs> maybe but also if you uber drive you gotta get some drunk people there safely yeah you know they will take it away from you if you get speeding tickets right granny driving it is i love it he takes care of those drunk people almost a year went by without him doing anything speeding was his last offense in may 2014 he was cited for driving a vehicle with a suspended license but the charges were dropped on that well let me just tell you that's bullshit right there because i was totally got in trouble for that Uh, that's right yeah i forgot about that yeah so i was driving on suspended tags because i was driving someone else's car didn't know that their birthday had passed so didn't get new tags when they pulled me over for the new tags i legitimately was told that i had a suspended license and they wouldn't let me drive my car away from the scene oh my god how did you get back my husband had to come save me with his best friend and his buddy drove my car away i think that was a fun call to make to your husband i was crying like like a baby so babe (laughs) funny thing happened to me today Uh uh-huh i'm standing next to my car and i'm not allowed to move it nope i was crying like a baby but i went to court and was able to prove that my license should not have been suspended and they still cited me and made me carry an SR-22 for two years. Oh my so God. whoever let this asshole off <laughs> is 
absolutely ridiculous. Right. Because that should not happen. Right. Because he also has murder on his record. Right. For real. Right. If I can walk into a courtroom, prove that I had insurance, prove that everything was good. And that you hadn't murdered someone. And that I didn't murder anybody. And I still was in trouble for two years right. on my record. Yes, I can see why you're upset with this. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He just, I mean, he has like a litany of things in his past. I think if you're convicted of murder and you get pulled over for suspicion of anything. You, you check in that car. You make sure. Yeah, like, you're like extra careful. Make sure there's no duct tape right. in there. Like he doesn't have shovels. I would make sure shivs. that Shivs? Check the shivs, shivs into it. Yeah. Shivs. I mean, he probably has a whole collection in the back. That's right. You know? He's probably selling that handmade shit on Etsy. <laughs> That's right. You know? And then you gotta check, like, all his receipts and make sure, you know, maybe he doesn't have the stuff with him, but, like, if he has a receipt in his car from Walmart that has trash bags and... Tarps. And, and totes yeah. on it, you may just want to detain him for a night to make sure. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a bull. <laughs> The charges were dropped. <laughs> That's some bullshit. <laughs> Utah parole conditions were that he was not to commit any new crimes after he was released. But he's done all these things since he's been paroled. The Utah parole conditions were that he was not to commit any new crimes or he'd be taken back in, right? Because he got released early. Indiana's special. We should move to Indiana. Seriously. Yeah. I can speed <laughs> with my expired, expired text. I know you're a criminal. <laughs> you can have a whole box full of shivs in your backseat. That's Nobody's right. going to question you. Yes. Yes. On July 22nd, um, he was charged with criminal recklessness with a deadly weapon and resisting arrest after a bar fight. This was just one day before his parole oh. was due to expire. Dude, just wait it out, man. Right. Wait it out. Wait one stinking day. No, he probably went out the night before. He was like, yeah, my parole's up tomorrow. Let's get wasted. And then gets in a bar fight. And then like mere hours before the, the day of, he's what a douche. back in jail. <laughs> like, you are unbelievable. Wait right. one day, buddy. Right. One day. I would have a watch. And I would be sitting in my house watching the seconds tick by. Yep. And as soon as my parole officer called me and said, you're good, then we have drinks. Right. This makes then sense. Then we pass out the shivs. No, this was like. We don't use <laughs> a bottle at a bar right. the night before. You know, <laughs> if it were you and I, we probably would have planned a party for the Hell night of the yeah. release called Shivs and Champagne. <laughs> yes. And uh, everybody, bring your own shiv. Right, right. It would have been a classy affair. That's right. Yeah. High class. I mean, if you got an invitation to an event called Shivs and Champagne, <laughs> you could would, not turn that down. Would you not attend? <laughs> exactly. You could definitely not turn down that invite. Right. I agree. I'd be. I'd be like, I'm in. I don't even know what this is about. I don't even know this person. Let's, Let's go. Let's do it. Are they teaching us arts and crafts how to make shivs? Right. Please tell me. Right. Will it be like a seminar situation where we get to drink? Yes. Like, that's all I'm worried about. Will there be booze? 
anyway, yes, this this all happens. He gets in a bar fight. He gets arrested, and uh, so there was some premature celebration happening, and didn't work out. Seriously, so, man. He was held on twenty five thousand dollar cash bond. Okay, that's a little better than a thousand dollars. It is. But a court mistake had been made, allowing Joseph to be bailed out for five hundred dollars. What yeah. kind of bull? Uh, what again? What is this place? They right. have a hot mess situation on their hands. They got no paperwork in order. I don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, no. The, the, the math is bad. Yeah, there's some serious problems. No one what? has a Texas instrument. <laughs> exactly. We can't figure this out. Exactly. I think it's supposed to be, what, 10%? Yeah. 500 is not 10%. No. That's $25,000. That is atrocious. Right. The Utah Board of Pardons claims that the only incident of Overhansley's misconduct reported to them was his 2013 arrest. They said that if they had known about the other incidences, they would have had him extradited back to Utah. Which 2013 offense? Had they been notified of any of those... More than so just the, the parole board didn't do shit. Somebody messed up. Somebody did not relay any information. Maybe he's selling drugs for his parole officer. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, maybe there are some shady dealings. That's right. There, you never know. Maybe he threatened to shiv him. <laughs> if you're selling shivs on Etsy, yes. What? What? I mean, like, what kind of fancy shit are you making these out of? Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking spork is definitely the way A I spork? would go. Yeah. See, I'm. But I guess a shiv is something like you yeah. find and then make into yeah. a point. We're object. repurposing. Yes. We are eco-friendly. I, <laughs> I like spork because if you sharpen the end that you hold, you yeah. could use it to eat and use it to yes. dual purpose. Shank people. I like it a lot. I'm gonna stick with classic toothbrush. It could also be a dual purpose yeah. utensil. You brush your teeth. Somebody gets too close. Back the, that's right. Back up off my clean teeth. Right, right. I mean, you could literally be brushing and then just move your hand in the opposite direction, get a stab in, and, and keep go brushing. Back. Right. I, I feel like the spork also works the same way. Yeah. <laughs> scoop, scoop, stab, stab, scoop, scoop. Exactly. I like it. We may have to open the Etsy shop. I think so. <laughs> Nothing was relayed to Utah about all his prior incidences while he was still on parole, and they should have been. And However, the parole supervisor, Ryan Harrison, who was also in charge of, jo- in charge of Joseph's case, said that Utah had been notified every time there was an incident involving the law. He's either covering his own ass mm-hmm. by saying that, or he did give them the information and they just lost it. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking it wasn't lost. Or it's still sitting on the secretary's yeah. desk. Wait. I'm thinking it's Shanks Phillip. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yes. I don't know. Shanks <laughs> Do you think there's a city in the States called Shanksville? I think we should definitely find we're, one. We're going to add that onto the end. I'm going to look it up later and I'll tack it onto the end. If if there is. If if you don't hear anything, there was no no city called Shanksville. But. I don't know. I know a I know a person whose last name is Shank. Ah. I think that I would definitely enjoy their <laughs> Shank shop. <laughs> like their Etsy shop. Shanks, Shanks. Shanks, Shanks. I like that. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Ryan Harrison, the parole supervisor, says one thing, and Utah says Well, yeah, says we pass the bucks, bucks. So, back uh, and forth. Yeah, uh, That's what we yeah, do. Yeah. There's a couple of bucks, not just one. 500 of them. Yes. <laughs> Only 500 of them. <laughs> Joseph, at this point, he is bailed out of jail for $500. He is 33 at this point, and he actually had a new woman in his life. Oh. Her name was Tammy Jo Blanton. And she's 46. She's a cougar. So, well, either she's a cougar or he's a... Puppy? <laughs> I don't have any idea. <laughs> I have no idea what they call the prey. I oh, don't know. A boy toy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean... Boy toy puppy. I wonder if they're interchangeable. Maybe. I'm getting up there in age. I'm going to be 39 next week. And I I think that, you know, if I start thinking that I need a boy toy, I mean, I have a husband. But if I thought I needed a boy toy, I'd probably just swap that out for puppy. Yes. Yeah. I I would much rather puppy than another Another man. man. Right. Yeah. I agree. Immediately. I mean, don't get us wrong. We love our men. We do like our husbands. But if I was going to add more, it would definitely be puppies. Well. Not humans. Yeah. <laughs> no one says no to puppies. Although the older I get, if my husband just disappeared or say I didn't have, if I was approached by a 30-something-year-old man, I'd be like, yeah. There's a show I accidentally fell upon the other day because I was watching Law & Order because that's what I do. But this came on after Law & Order somehow. <laughs> and all it is is cougars. And this woman was 89 going on a date with a 37-year-old. And he was in it to win it, too. You like what you like. I can't wrap my head around that. I dated a guy four years younger than me at some point, and we had nothing in common. Right. And I was in my 20s. You don't have to have anything in common. I mean, men meet their sexual peak at, like, 18. (laughs) Ours is, like... Much higher, like 50. Sure. I'm not even sure we had that in common. I'm, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Which, why were we together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could ask that question about a lot of exes in my life. Oh, for sure. Why? Filled time at the time, I guess. I could have but... traveled. Yeah. I could have done other uh, things. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I used to have so much money, and like I didn't know it. And I tell you. Well, I mean, you could put that on your resume as charity work. Yes. See? There you go. There it's you a go. win. It is a win. <laughs> and they'll never know. They'll never know all you did for them. Puppies, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Sticking with the puppies. Joseph gets with Tammy Jo Blayton. She is, what, 13 years his senior? Here's a little bit of information on Tammy Jo. Tammy Jo was born on January 7th, 1968 in Indiana. She is a graduate of Jeffersonville High School and was employed in the billing and coding field. Oh, I totally understand that. Yeah. That's some rough stuff there, too. Right. She lived a boring life. Here is a picture of Tammy Jo. Beautiful. She is. Yeah. The color of her hair is really pretty. She looks like a country singer or something. Very Shania Twain-esque. Yes. She has that look about her. She definitely, she is a beautiful woman. She is described as a friendly, beautiful young woman by her friends and the people who knew her. Tammy Jo's friends said that when they first met over Hansley, she was happy, but over time their relationship soured and Joseph became more violent. Blanton's friends became suspicious of him, and so being the good friends that they were, and everybody should hope they have friends like this, they actually searched his name 
and found stories about the Utah murder, and they warned her. Yes. They gave her the information and basically were like, you know, here's this. We... Facebook stalkers for yes. the win. Yes. We all need yeah. some good friends in our life. Right. I mean, I think that, you know, I haven't been in the dating scene for a very long time. Neither have you, no. unless you're not telling me. Something. But I, I would hope that, you know, if we were both in our 20s again and I was dating somebody you know, set off your spidey senses that you would stalk the shit out of them and yes. give me a dossier on how I don't terrible know, you're they are. Totally better at it than I am. Right. But I I enjoy it. With your luck, you would hand me the, the folder and I'd be like, no, no, I already I did it. It's good. It's good. You we missed are under by control. the way you missed a few then we're breaking up tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> He's already gone. Yep. Kicked him out this afternoon. Next time, be faster with right. your searches. Sorry. <laughs> You're still a good friend. Um, after this point, um, when her friends give her all this information and she kind of gets a really good idea of who this guy actually is, things start going really bad in Tammy, Joe, and Joseph's relationship. Because there shouldn't have been a relationship. Right. <laughs> if I had someone living with me and I found out they murdered somebody, like, you don't even at that point have the option to collect your things. No. Your things stay with me now. And you leave. You leave. Great. Exactly. Probably with a police escort. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. The locks will be changed. Goodbye. And I will throw your shit on the lawn. But if you're lucky. Right. In Tammy Joe's defense, she she didn't know. She was a little you know, she was older than him, not to say that she wasn't using the internet. I'm sure she was on Facebook and all that stuff. But I mean, after her friends gave her all this information, she definitely was I, I think the problem is is trying to figure out how to get out of a relationship with somebody who's so violent. Right. Without getting hurt. Exactly. You know, um, and without having anything really bad happen. Tammy was, at this point, she was just afraid of Joseph. Well, of Um, course. There's them together. Okay, so he looks like he improved quite a bit over the years. He did improve. In his 30s, he was not a bad-looking man. No. He still kind of has a look about his eyes. Well, that doesn't go away. You can't change that. No. How the hell did, like, he explain the fact that he shot himself in the face? There's no way that you can hide a scar like that. Under your chin. Right. Yeah. So anybody that's getting in a relationship with him has to realize that this is a big-ass hole in your chin. Right. Well, you can make up anything. I mean, liars be lying. And he probably just said it was some kind of other Bar fight. Accident, yeah. <laughs> he got impaled with a broken beer bottle. Yeah. Who knows? You know, who knows what he told her, which is really unfortunate. So she was pretty afraid of Joseph, and he would show up at her work, which was heavily secured, mm. but somehow he managed to get in every time he showed up. So I don't know if he was, like, bribing a guard or, well, or what. Well, and again, if she's doing medical billing, yeah. it is heavily secured. Right. I mean, that is not easy so well, you're not allowed to share that kind of stuff so right know, they got it locked down yeah guy's a skeezer <laughs> got himself skeezer. right in there yep. which means he's probably hitting on all the other you know ladies trying to get his oh sure i mean he had another girlfriend with... when yeah. his 17 year old girlfriend was having his kids tammy joe may have been the main girlfriend but i mean it's hard for me to believe that he wasn't probably no, seeing he other was women. definitely i mean at least using it to his advantage sure using women to his advantage sure and she was older she was stable she had a good job she was smart you know good I, woman yeah motherly figure we so, all want to save their lives right we feel that way <laughs> <laughs> 
puppies. Put all that energy into puppies. Raise a puppy, not your boyfriend. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I've done it, man. I've done it so many times. So, um, yeah, he, he would sneak into her work. Not even sneak. I think he just got in. I, I don't know what he was telling the people guarding the facility, but he managed to just get in. So on September 5th, 2014, Tammy Joe tells a friend that Joseph had sexually abused her, held her captive, and raped her multiple times. Because I think we went this, from zero to sixty, yeah, super fast there. Right, because I think at this point she's probably not, you know, knowing what she knows, she's probably not being overly affectionate with him. She's probably trying to stay at exactly. a good distance from him, even though she may have not necessarily broke it off entirely with him. I think she was working up to it and trying to figure out how to do it without getting anyone hurt, you know, or because again a guy like that you know he was trying to kill his own kid essentially and you don't know what he's gonna do cannot be trusted no so she tells her friends that this happened there were text messages exchanged telling him if he doesn't leave her alone that she is going to involve the police after this you know she tells her friends about the allegations that she has against him and text him saying, oh, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to call the police and tell them what happened. So she's so. out at this point. That's good. So, yeah, she's, she's at out. least staying with some so, friends. Yeah. So Monday and Tuesday, September 8th and 9th, okay. she stays at a friend's house. Perfect. And tells Joseph to get his stuff from the house and leave. Yeah. Peace out. I would have had sailor words for this yeah. guy. <laughs> She didn't want to stay at her house alone until the locks on the house were changed. She had planned on getting the locks changed. Actually, on Tuesday, September 9th, her dad goes to her house and changes her locks for her. So she's still at the friend's house at this point. Now, Wednesday, September 10th, Tammy Jo returns home. She sends one of her friends a text message that night letting them know that she had locked all the windows and placed a chair under the doorknob of her back door. So she was kind of, everything was locked, but she was like adding extra reinforcements. So she was freaked out. She was terrified. You don't get past that. No, what he did was terrifying. Thursday comes around. She had texted her friends on Wednesday night saying, I'm home, I'm good, things are locked up. Thursday morning, uh, September 11th, 2014, 3 a.m., Tammy Jo calls the police and reports that her ex-boyfriend is trying to break into her home. Fantastic. Right, lovely. When police arrive, he was there, but he agreed to leave, and the officers left, and he went home. It's actually really hard to, like, evict someone. Even if you're in a relationship, you still have to give them 30 days, essentially, to evict them. So if he still had mail going there, she could, he could still say he that he lived live here. Right. I live here, and they can't do anything about right. it. Well, they can't forcibly make him leave. Well, they did tell him to get lost. So that's awesome. Yeah. Because, I mean, somebody at least is finally catching right. up to, like, what and I mean, I a think guy that says. It was also really smart of her to like, change the locks on the doors. That's not to say he couldn't kick them in or break through a window or anything but i mean at least he couldn't just stick the key in the door and right. walk in i think finally it's she did she did everything right finally the cops did something about well, him well, which they should have done years ago you gotta think too it, it wasn't enough because this guy we know this guy's past what is a little like slap on the hand okay go home you can't right. be here gee okay let me just let me go home right. joseph went home after the police incident 
where his mother awoke to find him standing in her bedroom. He told her that Tammy had changed the locks, and after talking for a while, Joseph left the house again. So he was staying with mom. He was, yep. Who said that he was perfect. and She forgave him. I don't know if she said he was reformed, but she forgave him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. And almost killing her. I mean, my Lord. Yeah, yeah. She could have died. He could have easily killed grandma and the sister and the baby as well. He pointed the gun at everybody. It's not like he. This woman has a big heart and she is full of forgiveness. Some people, you know, good on you if you can forgive something like that. I know I personally would struggle with struggle struggle yeah big time joseph was at his mom's and they talked for a minute and he left the house this was after 3 a.m the morning on thursday later thursday morning tammy joe's co-workers called the police when she hadn't arrived at work that morning when the police arrived at tammy's home at 10 a.m they discovered signs of forced entry on the back door they knocked they knocked on the door and Joseph answered the door and told the police that Tammy wasn't home. Oh, he just answered the just door nonch- like I lived here. Like no no big. Yeah. I don't even have a key, but I'm in here. Very nice. So. And this was only like three hours or seven hours. Yeah, after. So he was there at 3 a.m. Right. And then he went back to mom's house. Yep. And then the police came back at 10 a.m. So this is a very short period of time. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. And I mean, he seems to have been talking to his mother for a while and he left her house. And that's not to say he went right back over to Tammy's. He right. may have waited it out for a while just to make sure that like she was asleep. He right. may not have gone over right away. So not a lot of time here no, has no. gone by. He, you know, they knock. He answers the door. He's like, Tammy isn't home. So they notice, though, that while they're talking to him through the crack in the door, that he has cuts and bruises on his knuckles. So they pull him out of the house and they search him. Um, Because he broke his knuckles on the glass when he broke into the house, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) the door's broke. You're inside. You don't have a key for this lock. I'm going to bet it's you. Right. (laughs) Right. My money's on you, sir. Right. What he had on him when they searched him was a knife in his pocket that was covered in blood and hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, that's swell. When investigators entered the house, now, trigger warning for everybody, this gets a little rough. If you can't handle details, skip ahead. I'll try to make it fast, but it's pretty rough. So investigators entered the house. They found Tammy in a bathtub covered with a camping tent. She had been stabbed in the head, neck, and body. She had been cut open with an electric saw. (gasps) And part of her brain had been removed along with her heart and part of her lung. That is huge leap from where we were before to now. Yes. So, again, this guy just went zero to 100. Super fast. In a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Much like the argument with his girlfriend previously. He's he's got a temper on him. I mean, I don't think it would take much to set this dude off. No, but even this is like a huge jump from taking out a gun and shooting somebody is yes. pretty easy compared to all of that. Right. That is horrific. This is not Absolutely. just angry. This is like 
very personal. Very vicious. Vicious. Yeah. This is somebody who has no control, has lost None. all control in all sense of reality. And yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can see that in his eyes. And I have a picture of him later, like after his, his, after he's been convicted. But anyway, he, he does this to her. The cops, they examine the kitchen. And in the kitchen, they find a plate with a skull bone. And blood on it. As well as a skillet (gasps) with a pair of tongs and blood on the handles. Joseph did tell them that he removed several of Tammy's organs and ate them, both cooked and raw. (sighs) I mean, all you can do is gasp at this point. Yeah, like... It's it's rough. Horrific. I don't even have words, honestly, for it. It's, It's brutal. This man... And this is a guy who should have been in prison forever. I mean, Seriously. Even, even had he, you know, spent his, he got out after 12 years, but then his stipulations were that he was to have no other, commit no other, no crimes. other crimes. Right. Um, and he committed what, like four or five years before this happened. Before he even ever met Tammy, like he should have been in jail forever. So the fact that he was even allowed to be free and do right. this is egregious. So Joseph was arrested. And he was charged with murder, abuse of a corpse, and oh. breaking and entering. In his first appearance at court, Oberhansley told a judge that his name is Zeus Brown and that he didn't commit any of the crimes with which he had been charged. He's okay. Zeus now, and well, uh, he's clearly not right. Obviously. He is definitely suffering from, I would say, years of drug abuse and some mental illness, and maybe just even from his injury, his yeah. self-inflicted injury. If they said it was akin to a lobotomy, that's essentially what it does. It right. takes out your emotions. Right. It's heinous what he did, but it's obvious that he is not not right, and apparently changed his name to Zeus Brown. Zeus Brown. Why Again, Brown? Brown? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Brown? Zeus is like, you know, a god, and then we've got Brown, wow. and that's yeah. super ordinary. I feel like he got real excited about the first name, and then it's just like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Smith, Brown, Yoder, whatever. Right. Who cares? Miller. Let's do it. Yeah, so that's a weird one. To not only go in and say, I didn't do it after you told the police you did and all the gruesome details of what you did, but to go in and say, I have a different name now. That's pretty telling. So. Saying he's possessed. So um, his his court date comes around. I mean, obviously he is not getting out on bail for this one. So we didn't give him $500 slap on the wrist this time. We got one. We got Ooh. one thing that went right. His court date comes around. And the jury sat through all of the horrific details of what Tammy had gone through. And I would say... Trying not to throw up. Right. Way more details than what I gave. I just gave you kind of the bear because it was so gruesome that you had to know how gruesome it was. But not with all of the details. The poor jurors had to sit through all of it. And I'm sure there were pictures and I can't even imagine. No can't even imagine the defense claimed that joseph's confession had been coerced and that he did not kill jammy joe the police totally just told him to say all this terrible stuff and also covered him in blood and you know put pieces of her skull in a skillet right you know put a bloody pocket knife in his pocket before they even searched him yeah it's Hmm. 
it's ridiculous but you know when they didn't even go with an insanity plea they just went with being framed he he, there is i did read now i don't know if this was after this conviction but i did read something saying that he was going to try to get some kind of insanity plea but i don't know specifically if he was interviewed by a doctor and maybe they were like nope he's he's aware you know he's aware enough to not be able to plea insanity. I don't really know how that went, but the yeah. outcome is the outcome regardless. That is ridiculous. So his defense attorneys also claimed that two other men were responsible. Oh. And Joseph's attorney asked the jurors to be wary of, quote, emotional evidence that was not relevant to the facts. What emotional evidence? Well, basically, don't follow your heart on this one, guys. What part of this is emotional and not factual? Right. You opened the door at a place that you were not able to be and were covered in blood. What part of that is anything emotional? Right. I think that he had a really terrible lawyer. Yeah. Or was just, the lawyer was as batshit crazy as he said. I, I... I don't know how you say, ooh, it wasn't me, but I answered the door, had blood on me, was in the house with Tammy, who was in the bathtub, in a complete state, and I have a bloody pocket knife in my pocket. And and I didn't call the cops. No, and it it wasn't me. There Um, were other dudes here. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, that's not really a good defense. It wasn't me. No. (laughs) Right. You know, you have to be able to prove other people being there, you know? And there wasn't, so. Right. Yes. Pretty rough defense. Only one witness was called for the defense, and that was Joseph himself. Oh, that's a bad idea. Bad idea. It doesn't matter. I mean, he looks guilty as shit anyway, so. Yeah. He claims that he confessed because the police kept feeding him information, and that he repeatedly told them what they wanted to hear. He claimed that he was suffering from head injuries and only confessed after three hours of being questioned. Now, I mean, we know he has a head injury, but, you know, having a head injury does not... How would it take three hours to get a confession thing Well, he obviously at this point? didn't ask for a lawyer because he would right. have been in there for three hours with right. them had he asked for a lawyer. All we have to do is, I don't know test what you ate well not only that i mean his dna i mean his dna would have been all over the house anyway just because he lived there he's got a bloody knife with hair in his pocket and i'm sure that it was in his hand and there's probably all other kinds of instruments and tools that he used that have his dna all over them you know that you wouldn't use on a normal daily basis the defense was obnoxious to even try to say that that was an option and why would they put him on the stand at all he's clearly just making himself sound as batshit crazy as he is i'm glad he did and he stuck to this claim of innocence like he profusely said he did not do this prosecution did not agree with the idea that two other men were involved and asked the jury to consider why two random men would have murdered Tammy, but not Joseph. So the jury ended up agreeing with the prosecution, and after about five hours of deliberation... Five hours? Five hours. Again, why do we need five hours deliberation on this? I think there was a lot of evidence, and there was a lot of stuff. I I obviously had to pare this down into a reasonable situation, Um, but I'm sure there was just a ton of stuff to talk about. I think also going into a courtroom... 
being a juror, if you and I were a juror, I mean, I think by the time it was over, I definitely would have been like, well, I know what I think, you know. Right. But you got to be in the room with the other people and have that conversation. Right. And, you know, who knows? It Maybe it took five hours just because somebody brought up a good point about something that they had to really dig through, you know. Yeah. It was just a lot. They ended up agreeing with the prosecution, and after about five hours of deliberation, they found Joseph Overhandsley guilty of murder and burglary. So, But not gross abuse of a corpse? Yeah, I did. they did not put that on there. That maybe, would be the easiest one to prove. Right. Maybe uh, it was, he was convicted of it, but I couldn't find oh, anything that said specifically that he crazy. was. The only one I could find was that he was guilty of murder and burglary. It's something, at least. Uh, he's guilty of his second murder. Right. This, this isn't his first rodeo. Right. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole and six years for the burglary conviction um, to serve concurrently. Who cares about the burglary? He's in prison for life. Life. With life no, plus six years. Yeah. And no possibility of parole. Right. Thank God. So what is life, actually? Your natural life, I believe. Until, no, it's until not. You die. No, I no? think it's only like 75 years. Which in most people's cases is natural life. But no, there's actually a number there to a it. Huh. There is a limit because people, they that's why they put consecutive life sentences oh. because if you don't if you happen to outlive it right if you, you happen to other one yeah right that makes that makes so sense. The, it, there actually is a number i don't know what the number is right. it's actually defined yeah. we'll investigate that further so this well so this is him as joseph was leaving the courtroom after his sentencing he said quote i am a hundred percent not guilty of these false charges against me i am disappointed in the decision I did not kill Tammy Blanton. It was two other guys. End two quote. Two other guys. Two other guys. That's him. Was one of the other guys Zeus? I mean, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> they, maybe they weren't. Maybe you were right. Maybe it's multiple personalities. He's just blaming the two other guys that happen to live in his body. Right. Crazy. Here okay. is, I have one more picture to show you. Um, he looks super innocent there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So this was in 2014 when this all happened, when he got convicted and whatnot. This is a more recent picture of him. You ready? Oh, my God. It's Manson. He, he looks a little bit like <gasps> Yeah. His hair is really long. He's actually in a wheelchair in this he picture. He looks like now, Manson. I don't know if he's in a wheelchair because there's something wrong with him or if he's in a wheelchair because they don't want him walking. It looks like he's strapped to the wheelchair. It does. It looks Around like, his waist. It's a very Hannibal Lecter looking situation. Yeah. But without the mask on the face. Also, a little mix of Steve Zahn in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. looks a little Steve Zahn. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, Indeed. But definitely guilty as hell. Yeah. Looks like this time around, looks like maybe he got a lot more shanks than did a lot of shanking. He was got shanked and didn't make shanks. Yes. yes. I feel like this time around has been a little rougher on him, for right. sure. Again, though, those eyes. So, like, in the previous pictures, his eyes were, like, rough looking. Still had a glow to them, kind of. Like, there's right. a color. Yeah. Now they look black. Look at the difference. I mean, that's his, uh -huh. you know, like 18, 19 year old picture. But the eyes are the same. He's oh, yeah. still got that same look on his face. That stare, yeah. And and the kind of gaping mouth. So that, my friend, is the story of Joseph Overhansley and the murder of Tammy Joe and Sabrina. So where is he living his life? Is he in Utah? 
Or is he in Indiana? I think he's in Indiana. The crime was committed in Indiana. I'm assuming he's in Indiana. I I looked up as much as I could possibly find. Sometimes these cases, it's hard to find stuff. Yeah. He really went through like a stage where he looked. Yeah. And these pictures where he's with Tammy, he looks, looks, I mean, I would see this dude out at a bar and be like, oh, that's just a normal. It's a dude. Yeah. I mean, Like a country dude. Yeah. We live in Ohio. So I'd be like, oh, that's a normal Bubba right there. Yeah. He (laughs) looks like a Bubba for sure. Right. But he's got meat on his cheeks. He's got color in his face. Yeah. He looks completely different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to call it. You want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Bye.